listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about pricing. And I have done a previous episode about pricing, which I encourage you to check out. I will put a link in the show notes. Episode 54 is called How to Price Your Products. So there's a really good breakdown there if you're really kind of curious about how to price your resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. But in this episode, I'm going to talk about pricing, but something a little bit different. I want to break down the scenarios of raising prices and lowering prices. So once you've decided on that price and you've had it up there for a while, there will be times in your journey as a business owner where you will start reevaluating the prices that you originally set and you'll start to say, hey, have I overcharged for this? Have I undercharged for this? Is this right? Now, this is a completely normal thing. In fact, it would be very odd if every single resource you ever made, you priced it perfectly from day one and never, ever changed your prices. Like that would be very rare. So it's totally okay and it's totally normal to second guess yourself. And this is just a quick reminder that things change in your business. Like it's okay when you first upload a product to pick a price. You're not 100% sure if it's the right price or not. But just do it. Just upload the product because you can always change it later. And not only can you, you probably will. And that goes with anything, whether it's the preview you made or the cover. Like I can promise a few years from now, it's going to get updated anyway. So don't second guess yourself too much. Just accept and acknowledge in this business, we will make decisions and then we will later change things. And that's okay. So in this episode, I'm going to answer the following questions. I'm going to talk about when you should drop your prices, like what are the occasions where you should actually lower your prices and why you should also not drop prices, like the opposite of that. And then later in the episode, I'm going to talk about when you should actually raise your prices, like when that would be the right decision and when you should not raise prices. So let's get started talking about dropping prices. When should you drop your prices on your TPT products? Now, let's just look at a scenario Imagining that your views are decent on a product, so you have quite a few hundred views, not like 50 views or 100 views. I'm talking like three or 400 at least. Even better, it's more. Imagining you've got a good amount of views and the product itself is great. Like we're not talking about some old hideous product that hasn't been updated in 10 years. I'm talking like a decent product, assuming that the product is also good and that the listing is fairly strong. So imagining that it actually does have a decent cover and the, the description's well-written and there's some good SEO. It's actually got thumbnails and previews and those are pretty good. You know, you've updated them recently. They're, they're pretty top-notch. Assuming all that is true, but your conversion is low, that might be a time where you drop your price. I gave you a lot of parameters there though. In, like in order for you to be able to drop that price, a lot of things had to be true and very rarely is that the case. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is you might think, okay, I've got this low conversion on my product. I guess I better drop the price, but I really only want you to do that if, like I said, you have decent views, the product and the listing are amazing. You've got to have all of those things ticked off first. Then and only then can you look at that conversion and say, okay, well, this is low and worrying. Maybe it's a pricing issue. But like I said, you want to be really, really careful about that kind of thing. Now, the other time you might want to drop your price 
is based on your competition and the marketplace. Like say your competition in your niche is offering a very similar type of product to you and they are offering a lot more for less price. As in like you can definitely see that you are overpriced in comparison to everybody else. And everybody else is offering their worksheets for $3 and you're offering yourself $5 and you're like the outlier. This very rarely happens, but just in case you can genuinely see that everybody else is at a certain price point and you are way higher, that might be a little bit of a red flag because you've got to remember to put yourself in your buyer's shoes. And if they are searching through TPT and they can see 10 products in front of them and they're all in a certain price range and they're all similar products and then there's this one product that's literally double the price, they are not going to be drawn to that because they're going to think that's very odd, that's very high priced in comparison. You don't want to be so high priced in comparison to your competitors. That's probably not ideal. But like I said, this is very rarely going to happen. But it's not a bad idea if you're thinking about pricing, maybe to do a little bit of market research and just to see what others are charging, just to make sure that you aren't crazy out. The next thing, and this would probably very rarely happen as well, a time where you might raise your prices is only if people have actually said so. Like if you can see quite a few Q&As or reviews or people are actually like telling you on social media, they're like saying, oh my goodness, that is so expensive. It wasn't worth it. Like if you've got a review where someone has said that, where they've said that the price doesn't match what they felt the value was, like this was so overpriced for what you get. If people are literally saying that to you, then maybe that's a time when you might drop your prices slightly. and. The final one I would say that you you might drop your price if you feel that your price doesn't really reflect the value of your product. So you sometimes do have to be really honest with yourself with this or maybe get another set of eyes on your product. But if you are charging quite a high amount of money for something that isn't really valuable to teachers, there's going to be some friction there. You know, if your product isn't very time saving and it doesn't actually have very many activities and it's not this big game changer for teachers, then that price might not match. And there are scenarios where you've got a really comprehensive unit of work and it's it's going to save so much time for teachers and it's got weeks of content like that's going to have a quite high price point but if it's just this tiny little product with like a few pages and one activity for students you know a teacher quite easily might feel that six dollars is too much of this kind of thing and that's justified so you do have to balance that and try and make sure that your pricing reflects the value of your product and the time that it might save a teacher and the activities that it has And sometimes that's hard to see ourselves and you might want to get another seller to have a little look at your store and let you know if that's the case. But yeah, those are the the four times where you might genuinely drop your prices. You've got a really low conversion and I'm talking low because I didn't mention that earlier. Like what is a low conversion? But for me, if something's under 3%, I usually red flag that. I'm like, whoa, if the conversion is like less than 1% or like 1% or 2%, I'm starting to think like this is not good. So a really, really low conversion. I'm not talking about your product being like 5%. Like that's fine. I'm talking low, low, low. And like I said, you know, if the competition is offering a lot better pricing and the buyers are saying it's really big rip off and other people, other sellers are saying, hey, whoa, your price doesn't really reflect the value. Those might be times where you drop your prices. Now, there's not that many scenarios and they probably don't even apply to you. And I don't want you to pay too much attention to those things. Now, I know that's crazy. I shouldn't start off the podcast convincing you to drop prices. I feel already like I've done this in a terrible order, but I want you to not pay too much attention to literally what I've just said. I know that's crazy. But in the rest of the episode, I'm now going to talk about 
why you shouldn't drop and why you should raise prices. And honestly, the stuff I'm going to say now from now onwards, I really want you to listen to way more than what I just said. I feel like I had to say those scenarios. Those scenarios do exist. There will be times when you might need to drop your prices, but I don't want that to be the focus of this episode because I'm telling you now, as sellers, we are so often undervaluing our work and dropping prices is just not something I want to be going and encouraging people to do. It is definitely not something you want to do as like a gut reaction, kind of like a, oh my goodness, my conversion's low. Oh my goodness, I'm not making money. I need to drop prices. Like I don't want you to make rash decisions. You know, you would only do this if you could really see clearly that it was needed and very rarely it is. Anyway, don't go dropping your prices. That's all I want to say. <laughs> now let's let's just talk about why you should not drop your prices. And this is the bit I really want you to listen to. Okay. Now earlier I talked about conversion rates, but low conversion rates aren't always bad. I promise you. They can be inaccurate at times. We all know that our conversion rates and our views go hand in hand. And if you have a 50% conversion rate, that is not accurate if you only have two views. So we know that they, they are connected and Again, guess what I'm saying is conversion rates aren't the most accurate thing ever. So you can't just use that one number in order to make a decision. And it could be really that there's work that needs to be done on your listing. You know, you could have no thumbnails or preview, or you could have a really bad preview, bad thumbnails on your listings. And those are things that are going to make you have a low conversion rate. So guess what I'm saying here is like earlier I said, hey, you might drop your price if you have a low conversion rate. But you don't want to go doing that unless you're absolutely sure that there isn't a reason for it. Because more often than not, if you've got a low conversion rate, it's because there's something wrong on your listing. There is a missing preview or there is a terrible thumbnail and it's affecting that conversion rate. And so you need to fix those things before you go around dropping prices. There's basically steps to take before lowering a price and lowering a price should be your last resort. Next up, I want to say, why you should not drop your price would be if you feel sure that your product is worth it. Like you just know in your heart, you feel that you have charged the right amount and you can see that there are other people in the marketplace charging less, but you feel like they are undercharging and you just, you just know it in your heart. And sometimes you will, you'll just feel confident. And I just don't want you to second guess yourself. Another time why you shouldn't drop your prices would be if you're feeling that typical teacher guilt. Now, as teachers, we don't earn a lot of money. We're always feeling bad for our buyers. Sometimes we really hesitate to even just charge full stop or charge large amounts of money. But I want to let you know that there are ways to reward your buyers without devaluing your work. You can throw a sale, join a hashtag sale, host a giveaway on social media or on your email list. You can make a free sample or a free lead magnet. There are great ways out there where you can reward the people in your audience and give them something cheaper or for free for a limited amount of time, but it doesn't hurt your business. So don't let that guilt get to you. Like I've just said, they've given you so many examples. Just don't drop your prices to please buyers. Don't feel like I need to offer cheap stuff because teachers don't earn a lot of money. Because if that's your mindset, you're going to really struggle to grow your store. Now, that is a hard one to get over, but you know, we all get there eventually. So don't feel bad if that's you. I feel like that a lot of the time and I really have to talk myself out of those kind of thoughts. Now, the next one, why you should not drop your prices. Don't assume that low prices will increase your sales. So people tend to get this feeling, especially as newer sellers. They think, 
I'm not making any money on TPT. I'm not earning anything. I'm not making sales. Uh, Why don't I make everything really cheap? And then it'll be really irresistible and everyone will have to buy it. Unfortunately, that does not work. If buyers aren't buying, it's usually for a reason because something else isn't working. The product is not what they want or it's not simply not good enough. Maybe the listing is not that great. Maybe you don't have a very good cover, thumbnail, preview, etc. So unfortunately, it's like there's usually something to fix there and it's not your pricing. So, you know, go and fix those things before you worry about your pricing. And just in general, you need to value your work. The truth is that cheap doesn't equal sales. I'm going to say that again. Cheap doesn't equal sales. People think that a lower price will increase the chances that someone will buy, but actually sometimes the opposite effect happens. Buyers actually often correlate prices with value. So they will look at a low price, like a dollar versus a high price, like $5. And they'll think that $1 product must be garbage. Like, why is it so cheap? It's too good to be true. It must be terrible. There must not be anything included. This $5 one is probably more comprehensive. Like They will actually think that in their mind, so quite subconsciously maybe. So you don't want to lower your prices because it could actually make your product almost look worse. I mean, just thinking about it, if someone said they were going to give you a free handbag and they said, hey, you've got a choice between this, you know, this one from Target that I got on sale or this Gucci handbag, which one are you going to go for? You tend to be drawn to that. We will get drawn to those big labels and those fancy brands and those high prices because we correlate that with like quality and value and something amazing. So I guess what I'm saying is try to be the Gucci if you can. (laughs) On this point, I'll say lower prices don't make you money. And I've learned this the hard way so many times thinking that these sort of one and two dollar products in my store they're so great because they're affordable to teachers but they just don't really make me money I mean how many times do you have to sell that dollar product to make substantial money I mean you'd have to be having some serious traffic and a lot of sales for it to actually be profitable by the time you know commissions and fees are taken out of something really cheap it just doesn't doesn't make you money so don't go dropping your prices like that to crazy low amounts And finally, why you should not drop your prices is because most of the time, TPT sellers, we are often undercharging and it's just something that we all really struggle with. And I think it stems from the fact that we are, a lot of us are teachers and we don't get valued in our profession. We don't get paid very well. And so we kind of tend to hold that burden when we become a seller and a business owner, we kind of undervalue ourselves. And it's just really, really heartbreaking, but even doubt you know, you should probably be raising your prices, not dropping them, because I can probably guarantee you, you are probably undervaluing yourself and undercharging. And I see that more often than not. And I've done a lot of like audits and things over the years. I've seen a lot of people's stores and most of the time it's undercharging. Very rarely do I see a seller that's like drastically overcharging. Okay. So just a quick summary of that, why you should not be dropping prices. Low conversions aren't always bad. You know, you might feel that your product is just genuinely worth it. You just know in your heart of hearts you know, if you want to reward buyers, there are a lot for you to do so. So don't feel like lowering prices is the only way you can sort of help other teachers. Don't assume that low price will increase your sales. Trust me, it won't. And most of the time you're probably undercharging. So something to think about. Now let's move on to the raising prices question. When should there be an occasion where you might raise your prices? When is that going to happen? When is that okay? And I want to touch on that really briefly. If you've updated, improved, and or added to a product. Now, this is something I do a lot in my business. I've done a whole episode on this. I'm passionate about product updates. I'm doing them on a weekly basis. It's something I always do. I have a lot of old ugly products from like 2015 that I have to update. 
And yes, sometimes I just make them look a little bit prettier, but more often than not nowadays, I add to them. I add more activities, more worksheets, make them bigger and better and juicier. I just enjoy doing that and enjoy going back and think if I'm going to be here anyway, getting rid of this ugly border, why not add a little something, something? So that's what I've been doing a lot lately is adding and making my products bigger. And in doing so, that allows me to charge more if I want to. Not that I have to, you don't have to increase your prices just because you made your product bigger, but it's a fun sort of benefit. You know, you've put the time in to make more activities. You now get to charge more and that's awesome. So if you've genuinely done that, by all means, you can raise your prices slightly. And I just want to say as a side note in this episode, when I talk about raising and dropping pricing, I'm talking about smaller increments. You know, you might increase or lower price by 20 cents, 50 cents, a dollar. I don't feel like very often would you be increasing a price by like $10. (laughs) Most of the time we're just doing like little pricing tweaks. Now, another time when you might raise your price or you should raise your price is if your conversion rate is crazy high. So this is opposite to what I talked about earlier. This might be an occasion where you go to your product statistics and you're like, whoa, this product line has some crazy high conversion rates. Like people, when they do find this product, dang, they really want it. And like, this is like hot. This product is like doing really well. I should be sort of capitalizing on that. So you might increase the prices on products that have high conversion rates. And that is sort of a done thing in the TPT community. You just do need to check a few things before you go around doing that. Be sure, of course, that your views are accurate. You know, not accurate. I suppose I mean that you have views. You know, if you literally only have like 10 views, your conversion rate is not accurate. Most people sort of say that your conversion rate becomes more accurate after you have quite a few hundred views. So that's something to make sure you have in mind. And finally as well, seasonal products. Now that is something that will skew your conversion rates. A lot of my highest converting products are seasonal. It'd be like a spring or a Christmas product that has a crazy high conversion rate. You know, at that time of the year, people are searching for that thing and it just sells really quickly like hotcakes. I don't go around raising all the prices on my seasonal stuff. You know, I kind of acknowledge that's a little bit of anomaly. But I'm talking about the evergreen, if you can see a a crazy high conversion rate. Now you might be thinking, okay, Alex, what is a high conversion rate? But that's a hard question for me to answer because your store is probably so different to mine and the next person's. And you've got to look at kind of what is roughly normal for you. In the online marketplace, three to five percent is pretty good, pretty normal. In the TPT world, around five to seven percent is a bit more common. You know, if you've got a conversion rate, in my opinion, that's sort of under 10%, that's pretty normal. I wouldn't go around raising prices. I mean, if you've got conversion rates that are like 20 or 30% or like in the high teens, maybe you might want to have a little look at that, but it totally depends on your store. Some people have stores with really high conversion rates the whole way through and they're not going to go raising all of their prices. It's like, I guess, look at the outliers. What is really standing out to you? Now, next up, when should you raise your prices? When you can see that you are undercharging compared to other sellers in the marketplace, you might have just accidentally done a little bit of market research for SEO reasons. You were like looking on search and then you're like, whoa, I'm only charging $4 for this and everybody else is charging $6 and they've all got the same sort of thing as me, if not less. You might have that realization. So if you can see that you, oh my goodness, I'm undercharging, that might be a time when you tweak your price and increase it a little bit. So do that market research. That's something I've talked about a lot so far in the episode. Finally, if in doubt, like I mentioned earlier about sellers often are undercharging, you probably are undercharging. So raising prices is probably not a bad thing. 
And after years and years of selling or hundreds of products that you've created, you might look back and realize that your pricing isn't quite right, that you maybe you priced too low back then, or your prices are a bit low in comparison to the way you price things now. You know, sometimes you've got to look at your store as a big picture. And, and I do that now. I look back and I go, whoa, these older products I made years ago, I really undervalued myself back then. I need to raise some of those prices. Or I look at my store as a whole. I start seeing that these products with 20 pages that are drastically priced different to another product that's 20 pages. I'm like, oh, they're actually very similar sized. Why is that one way more expensive? It's got a similar amount of activities. So sometimes you've got to just sort of check around your store. Things aren't too crazy high or low. It's kind of good to look at your own store as a whole. Not that buyers would really do this, but I like to think that I want to have a bit of a balanced approach to what I price things. And I don't want it to be like one minute you're paying 50 cents a worksheet and next minute you're paying $5. Like that would just be crazy. So try to keep things balanced within your store. And so just as a quick summary about when you might raise your prices is if you've like updated and improved and added your product and if your conversion is high, if you can see that you're undercharging compared to everyone else and just yeah, in general, you're probably undercharging. Now I want to wrap up the episode with the last point, which is why you should not raise prices. So you you might be thinking about it. These are the occasions where you might not raise your prices. I don't think you should. First reason is just cause. Sometimes people do this. They, they just feel like raising their prices just because. And that is not wise. You should always have data to back things up or you should have added something to the product. Like you've done something that makes it worth more or you've done market research. Like you need to have that evidence. I want you to put yourself in the mindset of like, what would a big business do in the real world? You know, Adidas or Target or whatever, like, the, you know, the big businesses out there, the big successful people, or even just day-to-day brick and mortar stores and things. Do people in those businesses just like close their eyes and just pick a price randomly? Probably not. Those businesses probably do an awful lot of research to figure out what their pricing should be. And you should be no different. As sellers, we should definitely be no different. So you want to be looking at, like I've mentioned so much in this episode, and I'm sure you're getting sick of me saying it, but conversion rates, market research, things like that, those need to impact your decision, not just I fancy increasing my price for no good reason. (laughs) But like, I don't think that happens too often, but just something to consider. The next one would be, you don't want to be raising your prices as an experiment. Like, you know, I talked about how prices will fluctuate and change, but it's not ideal to raise a price because you just want to try it and see how it goes. Will it still sell? And then you realize it doesn't sell and then you drop it back down again. That's not ideal because a buyer might get upset if they've bought your product when it was at the high point of $10. And then you had a change of heart the next day and you dropped it right down to $5. And then they find out, they can be like, whoa, why did I have to pay double the price? That's not fair. So raising prices is quite a big deal. It's something you want to do carefully, maybe even gradually in little increments. You don't want to just go crazy raising them and dropping them. I guess what I'm saying is raising isn't a bad thing. That's definitely not a bad thing if it's going to stay high. You want to not drop prices really because that could upset a previous buyer. And so, yeah, raising and dropping that up and down a little bit all over the place, that is riskier. If you're doing things in small increments, that's always safer. Remember, there could be a buyer out there that has your product on their wish list. They've been really looking forward to buying it. They know exactly how much it costs. You don't want them to have a heart attack when they do suddenly come to buy and it's like, whoa, it's gone up 30%. If you're 
doing price increases, sometimes the nice thing to do is these little jumps, you know, like 50 cents, nothing too big. And it's not going to upset your buyers too much. And hopefully it won't skew your data too much. You know, you're kind of just getting to watch and see. And that's what a lot of pricing basically is, is doing an awful lot of watching and seeing. But yeah, just a summary of those last two points. When you should not raise prices is just because, you know, you do, you do want to have all the data and everything to back it up or as an experiment in a kind of, you know, up and down sort of way, because that could be less than ideal for your previous buyers. Now I am going to wrap this episode up. I don't want it to get too long. I do hope it's helped. I acknowledge it's a little bit of a confusing episode. I'm talking about when you should and shouldn't raise, when you should when you should and shouldn't drop prices. There's a lot to take in and I do acknowledge that. But I guess the one takeaway I want you to have is, you know, prices can and they will change. You just want to make those decisions carefully if you can, but don't worry too much about what others think. You know, at the end of the day, it's your business. You get to decide what you are worth and what you charge and what your products are worth. So don't worry too much. Definitely be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already so you can be updated on more upcoming episodes. I've got lots of fun things planned. And if you haven't done so already, I would definitely really appreciate it if you left a review to let me know how you've enjoyed the podcast and what you've learned. That would always mean a lot to me as well. And it would also be really cool if you could recommend this podcast to people. So if you have other teacher friends or sellers that you know that haven't checked out the podcast yet, it'd be really nice if you do recommend it to them so that they can learn about TBT too. That would mean a lot. I would love that as well. But thanks anyway for listening. I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.